Hey guys, welcome to the Super Soda Bros Podcast, a News Fanatics production. My name is Caleb. And I'm pretty sure I'm Luke. I don't know about that. I think you've changed <laughs> names a couple times since you were born. I mean, that is true. I've changed my name to Luke, 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 and I think Luke. That's a lot of names. I don't know how I'm going to keep them all straight there. No, pretty confusing. Got to write them down once in a while. Anyway, we're going to talk about a couple different things this episode, but mainly... Cars. All right, for the first segment, next big thing, this is where we talk about things that are upcoming or that are pretty popular, and we just want to share our two cents on them. So, Luke, I just want to talk a little bit about Buffalo Wild Wings. Ooh. Now, as I understand, you are not a frequent eater at Buffalo Wild Wings, right? No, I've had Buffalo Wild Wings once, um, but I've seen the commercials probably half a million times. Well, if the commercials don't get you, I don't know what will. <laughs> that is true. I mean, they're always very energetic and saying, I don't know what their slogan is, but come eat our wings. They're, they're wingy good. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Well, I think the big draw for a lot of people is the sports aspect, because there's TVs everywhere. Oh, yeah. The one in, uh, back when I lived in Manchester, Connecticut, not Manchester, the one, back when I lived in Connecticut and went to the one in Manchester, <laughs> they were, there was probably a good 30 TVs in a restaurant the size of Applebee's. So, if you have been to an Applebee's, you know the size of the restaurant, and it was screens, everywhere like everywhere with every conceivable sport and like there's big tvs and small tvs and you know you look over in any direction and you can watch all the games happening at the same time if you want so it definitely has variety and your brain just melts instantly with all the overstimulation and the wings in your mouth you're just like the entire time it's it's a lot to take in um I am not a big sports watcher, so that aspect of Buffalo Wild Wings doesn't really appeal to me. Like, I mean, obviously, if I'm eating there, I'll watch something on the TV, but it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like I'm, you know, calling up my friends and be like, "Hey, we're gonna watch the game this weekend, and let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, we're gonna get pints mm-hmm. of beer and and bunch of wings. We're gonna watch the old uh, the old people throw around the pigskin." So, that, <laughs> you know, that that is that kind of thing doesn't really interest me that much. I mm-hmm. just go there because the food is pretty good um but they do have a variety of sauces and dry rubs um i recently got takeout from there to bring home um just because it was one of those inside eating days and we didn't really want to you know go out to eat and spend time in the restaurant so we just ordered it and then uh i I went to go pick it up and brought it home and everything um but i want to talk specifically about one dry rub i want to say it's the chipotle one um did you just say chipotle son it's chipotle gotta add the lay to the end chipotle is it like it's like that harry potter thing where it's like it's not leviosa it's leviosa leviosa she's not saying it right hermione it's leviosa no hermione's the one teaching everybody else did you even watch (laughs) harry potter (laughs) yes i am that's why it's there's a meme about it okay there's like a little cartoon meme on youtube about it but yeah like the the dry rub however you pronounce it chipotle (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it's a it's a dry rub, and dude, it is fantastic. It's the right balance between spicy, heat, and flavor. Where mm-hmm. you know there's certain sauces out there that will just burn you alive. Like I'm thinking of Da Bomb, which is a sauce that. Well, okay. Well, Da Bomb is like the high, the, like the spiciest sauce you can buy. So. Well, right, but it's one of those sauces that will that will burn you alive. Oh, regardless. yeah, it's just. Yeah, yeah, it's just pain. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Buffalo Wild Wings has a lot of, like, good in-between sauces. So, mm-hmm. you know, people like me who like hot stuff but not too, too hot can go there and enjoy. And then, you know, people where they have no taste buds left can just go and be like, mm, this extreme <laughs> devil's anus <laughs> sauce is barely tickling me. That's me. <laughs> but the, the Chipotle rub is, is really, really good. Like, I had it on chicken tonight. I had some mm-hmm. leftover that I just put it in the fridge. And I warmed that up, sprinkled this dust on, and had a whole... Actually, it was uh, two chicken thighs. And man, was that mm. good. But, yeah, I know that they have like 50, 50 or so uh, different kinds of rubs or sauces you can have. So even when you go there and look at the menu, you're like, oh, dang. Um, uh, can I have one of each, please? And then, <laughs> But you can't, you can't do that, obviously. You have to be like, okay, like four kinds... Now, which four kinds? Like, do you pick them out, or do you, like, roll a dice and just pick the four that you get? Yeah, with uh, with Maya, she is not a big fan of spicy food. Like, I say all the time, certain kinds of barbecue sauce are spicy to her. So, whenever we go... And, to- and, and I'm pretty... Isn't Heinz ketchup pretty spicy as well? Ah, well, I mean, that and mayonnaise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a white people spicy food. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um... No, so whenever we go, she ha- basically she only has a couple of options to choose from because mm-hmm. anything with a little spice is already too strong. So um, more like a like a honey barbecue kind of thing. Yeah, a honey barbecue. Um, I mean, she, she's a big ranch girl, so she always gets a couple tubs of ranch. Um, but yeah, so but when we go, we kind of get a big spread of things. And this mm-hmm. most recent time, I want to say we got like. 30 wings or something like that and oh, geez. there were so many they ended up being enough for two meals so that was actually a, a blessing in disguise wow. um, but we ended up getting like i think it was like seven sauces seven or eight sauces wait so do the wings come with the sauce or is it on the side um so you can order them to be already on um but we ju- just chose to have them on the side because uh. you know you know, Maya is going to be eating wings with ranch or some other kind of sauce. Now I'm going to be eating all the spicy stuff. So it doesn't make sense that everything's covered because, you know, it bleeds over in the package. Everything touches Probably each other. A little bit. I think, I th- you know, that was the best way to do it. So we just end up getting the sauces on the side. Plus, if you have mm-hmm. leftover, like uh, I had with the Chipotle dry rub, you can just save it for later. Yeah, I mean, you can do it with normal wings, too. You can just reheat them up and they're good to go. Yeah. If they're really high-quality wings... If you save them, they're going to be terrible because there's a handful of places that make really good crispy wings. If you reheat them the next day, they just turn out to be really, really soggy, and it's really not worth it. Were we sponsored this week, or we did not get sponsored at all? Oh, we are sponsored this week. Wait, we are? I didn't even know. We are. We are sponsored by Ginger Ale. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me <laughs> let, let me talk about Ginger Ale for a second oh, because geez. I just want to say, um, as a member of the ginger community i feel like i have personal moral rights to talk about this because ginger ale is in fact part of the ginger community so let me just say that ginger ale is incredible for you during 
colds, during stomach aches and nausea. Let's say you have food poisoning, or maybe you know you got sick from that New Year's Eve party, you know, pre-COVID. So it wasn't COVID; it was something else that was actually not going to kill you. <laughs> you can drink ginger ale, and it soothes your stomach. Also, if you're feeling good, you can mix it with some whiskey. Turn it into a mixed drink. It's a jack-of-all-trades, just like us gingers in real life. We can do anything you want. Gingers are great lumberjacks, cooks, video gamers, lovers, everything. And the final use for ginger ale is you can pour it on the ground if you want. Being sponsored by them, I would encourage you not to pour them on the ground. I would encourage you to drink it instead. Go gingers, go ginger ale. All right, going to the next segment, Never Barely Tried. We're going to be talking about something that people are not looking favorably on. This is something that we will get annoyed at in a heartbeat. So, Luke, what are we talking about? The fact that when it's 50 degrees out and raining, like not bad raining, just raining, and people think it's going to freeze, first of all, it's New Hampshire, so there's salt on the roads. Second, it's 50 degrees. And then you get these people who think it's negative 10 has never been salt, and they're driving 20, 15, 20 miles an hour under the speed limit. And you're trying to get to work, and you're like, um, excuse me, this is dangerous. Can you please not go this slow on a road that is meant for people going 55, not 35? I get having caution and everything, but like what you were saying, it's like, stop going so slow. Like, it, mm-hmm. just stop. Like, it's, like you said, it's 50 degrees. The roads aren't even in danger of being icy. They might be wet, and, like, hydroplaning is a thing, but come on now. I know. Like, you don't have to worry about it snowing, and it's going to turn to snow at any second because it's so warm out. You better watch out because the roads will freeze when it's 50 degrees. It's like... Exactly. Just just drive. Just go the speed limit. I'll be fine. Just don't go wicked slow on the highway and on the main roads where people cruise at, like, 50, 60 miles an hour. So you know how I usually have some kind of story to tell that makes you absolutely flabbergasted? Like that one week I was talking about um, how some, very few, not most, but very few Brazilians put ice in their beer, right? How dare. We all remember that and, you know, lessons were learned and I apologized for making any kind of distinction that I should not have. This week, I have another little story. What did you do? So, it's not really a story, but it's more of a fact. So, um, you know how texting and driving on the road is a bad idea, and it leads to car accidents and fatalities and all that? Yes, I do know. I have heard of the ways of the texting and the driving. So, it this is similar to texting and driving, but... Uh, you ever seen anyone on the phone, like on a phone call and driving? Yes. Well, in Pennsylvania, it is legal to be on the phone and drive. Wait, legal to be on the phone and drive? It is it is legal for you to hold your phone in your hand, pressed up against your head, while driving. Wow. I wonder how many states have that as a legal law. I did not look to see, uh, and I only found out this law somewhat recently i, th- I want to say a couple months ago um and i've already been living here for like two and a half years well a little more than two years i just found that out i'm like oh that's why i see so many people doing that because like i've even um even going around doing my business i see people on their phone and so- there have been sometimes where I'm, I'm actually like i'm getting mad at them and i'm like 
you know, motioning for them to put their phone down. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, of course, as a law, you don't have to, but I'm still shocked that it is legal to do that. Yeah, like, it's, it's like a safety thing. It's not like, hey, like, this is the law, you shouldn't do it. It's like, hey, don't don't get yourself in an accident and possibly kill yourself or get injured just because you're talking on the phone. Yeah. I get having a hands-free display and just having it connect to your car's Bluetooth, mm-hmm. but, like, you're holding your phone in your hand. And obviously, like, t- the technicality of the law is you can't have your phone in front of you when you're on a phone call because that makes it seem like you're texting. And texting mm-hmm. is still illegal in the state, but obviously people are going to be having their phones on speaker and holding it in front of them as they drive mm-hmm. one-handed. So that kind of annoys me a lot. But that kind of ties into what you're saying about bad drivers, where in Pennsylvania, I see so many people doing that. Probably at least two a day. Um, and, it, I mean, in Connecticut, that would be unheard of. Yeah. Speaking of uh, weird laws, I found out uh, last week or the week before, doesn't matter. Last week or the week before, in New Hampshire, it is totally fine and not criminalized or fine, or you can get fined. Uh, if you're 18, you can drive a car without a seatbelt, and it's totally okay. Whoa! Yet, which I think this is stupid, you can't have any sort of tint on your front side windows, like your driver's side or passenger side window. You're not, quote unquote, supposed to have tint because it's dangerous. I think driving without a seatbelt is a little bit more dangerous than tint. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure they figured that out like 60 years ago. <laughs> it, it, I think it just goes down to the model of uh, live free or die, baby. <laughs> but in, in that case, you're going to die pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned that about seatbelts because, you know, a long time ago, they found out that obviously seatbelts save lives. But <sighs> even after it went into federal law, um, a lot of car manufacturers didn't include them in their car still. Like, it was an optional feature because mm-hmm. I want to say some states fought back against that. I mean, New Hampshire probably did as one mm-hmm. of them. But they fought against that saying, no, we're not going to follow that law. And they just kept letting their residents drive around without seatbelts. Another fun fact about seatbelts is that it was seatbelts were invented by a Swedish, I don't want to say inventor, but... Invented by a Swedish guy that talked was talking with Volvo and trying to figure out ways. So, a Swedish man invented seatbelts and unpatented it, un, didn't make a patent for it, so other companies could make it freely without any extra charge. Interesting. So he's like, hey, I, this, I figured this out. I don't want money from it. I just want people to be safe. And here we are. I wonder if someone eventually did make a patent for it, and they're just like, yoink, it's mine now. I don't know. I'm curious if someone did. Let me look that up Pro- real quick. Cause I'm- probably some, some press some American guy. We're doing some live Googling right here, folks. Who patented the seat belt? Yeah, I see what you're saying about the the patent being left open so everybody can use it. Does it say anything about a Swedish guy? Nils Bolin. That sounds pretty Swedish. Yeah, 1959. He was actually a Volvo engineer, so... Yeah, call it! Volvo! Yeah, so Volvo has the has the responsibility for inventing the seatbelt. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, a lot of people didn't use seatbelts for the longest time, even up until, like, oh. I want to say the mid-80s. 
Yeah, probably 80s, I would say, is when it really took off. Well, no, I mean, way before that, but, I mean, like, it didn't, like, then the government was, like, cracking down on it, like, okay. We gave yeah, you, that's what I mean. Yeah, well, like, we gave you the option, yeah. you could do one or the other, and mm-hmm. for car manufacturers to build it, you know, in, the, in either or option, but we're actually serious about it. Yeah. Wear your seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. Transitioning straight from that, we're going to get into the main topic of the show today, and I have to admit, this is something that I do not know a lot about. It is not my area of expertise in any way. But we're talking a little bit about car culture. Whoa! Let me tell you something about cars. Ooh. Well, you got the big brains, and uh, I got the big brains of the cars. You know, you have personal experience owning your own souped-up car. So how about that we, is true? How about we just start with uh, how you got to own your current. Uh, rig, for lack of a better, for lack <laughs> of a better term. Current. My swing a wing a ding. Well, and that that sounds kind of. You know, oh, well, that's a, ooh, never mind. That sounds like something else. But yeah, so funny, not really funny, but an interesting story with my car. For most of you who don't know, I own a 2002 Audi B5 S4 Avant, which is basically the wagon. And you can pretty much say that one out of every 30 B5 S4s that are made between 2000 and 2002 were the wagon version. So. First of all, they're much rarer, and they're really sought after, especially in the Volkswagen Audi community. How I got the car was kind of interesting. I was just looking at uh, Volkswagens, because I, was, I really wanted a Mark IV Volkswagen Jetta as my first car, because um, they're fun little cars. Um, and the guy at the local garage was like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, I'm looking at Volkswagen Jettas, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I got a fancy Volkswagen. If you're going to come look at it, I'm like, what the heck's a fancy Uh-oh. Volkswagen? <laughs> yeah, it's I got this. Just this dude at the garage, like, oh, I got this beef, I got this Audi S4 wagon from 2002, blah, 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 told me about it and stuff. I'm like, an Audi? Like, I don't know anyone who has an Audi. Why would I buy one of these? Lo and behold, I did not know the culture behind it at all, first of all. Second, I did not know of how much of a headache it would be. I did not know how much of a dent it would put in my wallet with a kid with no job. Uh, and I was like, cool, this is a cool car. I like the color. I like this, not knowing anything about it. It's like, yeah, you can take it for the week. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, you just, just borrow it. I'm good friends with your parents, so you can just take it. I'm like, uh, cool. Took it for a week, instantly fell in love with it, not knowing anything about the car and any of the backgrounds. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, instantly fell in love with the car because once you drive a car, you really like it a lot more. True. Um, so, through the whole process of getting it, eventually bought it. And that has been my car for the last five years or so. Countless upon countless of uh, basic random repairs and solving issues, which has been a big learning curve and finding my way into the car community itself and finding forums on, you know, specifically for the S4s of that generation, finding a great... Huh? I was going to say, I mean, upgrading your car and kind of doing maintenance stuff, you're kind of forced to get into car culture a little bit, um, especially if you're trying to find upgrades. Because you're asking the community, hey, what's best for my car? Obviously, mm-hmm. there's very specific parts that you can buy, but you're like, should I go with this $200 piece or this $800 piece? And how is that, yeah, how's that exactly. going to affect like the entire biology mm-hmm. of the car? Because if you, if you install a part and it runs down pretty quick, it may or may not affect other parts in the vehicle. So exactly. You, so you really got to be careful and talk to the community who's been doing it a lot longer than you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Asking questions. If you want to get into any community at all or get into cars in any sort of way, 
find a community, find forums, find groups, find Facebook people, find Instagram people, and just ask questions about what you want to do. Because the biggest, I would say the biggest thing that comes to cheap versus good quality is definitely turbos. If you buy a $200 turbo off of eBay, some Amazon China product, it could be it could be pretty good. You know, it'll last you a couple of years and be fine. I know a couple of people have really good turbos and they last a while. Or you drive 50 miles and it starts smoking and it blows up right off the bat. Yeah. So that, like you said, that's where it comes to play. Like, hey, do I spend the extra couple hundred dollars and buy something good? Or as when it comes to good turbos, hey, do I spend an extra $2,000 to get these better turbos? So like you said, it's really comes down to, hey, like to weigh out your options. Is it worth the risk? Do research. Sometimes a cheaper option is the better option because it does the same exact thing. And you can save yourself, you know, a lot of money down the road. And, and so going off of that, if you don't mind me asking, you don't have to give a specific number. You can just give me a ballpark estimate if you want. Oh, no. Um, but how much money have you spent on maintaining, I shouldn't say maintaining, but upgrading your car? Okay, with the yeah. That you want? I appreciate the clarification because for fun upgrades, that price is much lower than the maintaining process. Yeah, I, I don't mean I don't I don't want to price for like all your oil changes and tire yeah, changes or whatever, but like tire timing belt and cam tan change. Yeah, but specifically for like you, for like your personal projects in the car. Um, for my Audi, I would say probably. So you're strictly saying fun stuff? Yeah, like your like your personal upgrades are like, oh, this would be a cool thing to do, or here's my muffler delete. Okay, so first of all, I'd like to say that this number also partially includes maintenance things because for my suspension, for my tires, and partially for my exhaust, they all need to get replaced. And like you said earlier, if you need to replace something, you might as well go aftermarket against something that's going to help you have the car perform a little bit better, including the... Exhaust, which is both, you know, aftermarket and repair, and then the suspension and tires and stuff. That total of, quote unquote, fun stuff comes to about three thousand dollars. Okay, that that's actually a lot lower than what I was thinking. Yeah. So a little, like, give or take three thousand dollars. That's what I spent on fun stuff. On it, you know, some of that can go either way. Where it'd be like, oh, I didn't need to do that route, but I did. Like the suspension. Technically, it was cheaper than you know the stock um oem uh, uh i'm drawing a blank uh struts and springs because the stock suspension on that car is about a thousand dollars whereas the suspension i bought is aftermarket and made from a german company and it was about six hundred dollars so that alone saved me a little bit of money even though it's kind of not really repair kind of was because my my rear my rear suspension on my car was kind of rusted through and kind of almost snapping so i'm like ooh, gotta do something about that that's what but, happened to Maya's Beetle because, you know, we needed a second car for transportation purposes. Mm -hmm. So we were looking around for a while, and uh, I remember I consulted you basically as we were looking at the car, being like, hey, what do you think about this? And so we ended up getting her a 2015 Volkswagen Beetle. Um, so it's got the newer body where it's kind of squished down a little bit. It's not as rounded at the top, um, so mm -hmm. it's, it's more sport-like. Um, but there were a couple of things that were going on with it. Uh, for example, the front left spring or the, the coil there was completely broken off. So if you turn it off to the left, it'd be like clang, clang, clang as you turned. Um, and obviously, you know, it had basically no suspension on that side. So it was, it was pretty bad, but yeah, so that is our 
current quote-unquote fun car, even though Maya uses it to get to and from work. Whenever we have errands or trips or something like that, we're going to be using uh, our primary car, which is a, a Honda Civic. So, Honda Civic, let's go. The dream. But like, <laughs> but like also, like with, with the car community, I mean, there's some cars that you judge. You're like, okay, why did you upgrade that car in that way? You call those people racers, right? Yep. So yeah, there's, you get, like especially with uh, people with like clapped out Honda Civics, it's, we're just like, ah, cut the springs and put it on bad looking wheels, and it's rusting through and full straight pipe, no mufflers, no nothing. It sounds like trash, and you're like, dude, stop, please. But Technically, you can upgrade any car, and you can kind of make any car your own with your own fancy upgrades. Or but whatever. to yeah, but to a certain extent, it's it's just hated upon. Like, why are you doing this? You're not cool. You're not you know in a community. You're just being some annoying person <laughs> to everyone else. Like, please stop. Some wannabe. Like, you're like, yeah, guys, look at my look at my uh, what's an example? Look at my boosted Honda Odyssey. <laughs> Okay, to be fair, there are these guys on YouTube who have a boosted Honda Odyssey that makes 1,400 horsepower. <laughs> okay, never mind. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'm like, what? <laughs> I was told about that last month. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, look at this video. I'm like, holy moly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's something that's just like obnoxious. Like, you take some crappy car, you do like mods from AutoZone. Like, you just cut off the muffler and, and clamp on a tip that starts to rattle in a week and you spray paint the windows to get tint that's that's like. definitely illegal you should not be yeah. spray painting. disclaimer for, for, disclaimer for everyone out there don't take your car into <laughs> your own hands and start chopping it up and spray painting it that's a bad idea get, don't be get some help get some help <laughs> some medicine but yeah like for the car community whatever car you have car you have there is a community for it like with bugs and stuff like nissan wow with the volkswagen beetles and stuff there are guys who, like, especially with the diesel ones, there's a whole diesel bug community that, like, you know, they tune their car and do, like, upgrades, performance upgrades, and they're making, like, 350 horsepower instead of, like, 130. And they're rolling coal, essentially blowing black smoke everywhere because of how it's, like, tuned and how it, what kind of performance mods are done to it. So if you have a vehicle, nine times out of ten, there's a whole community kind of backing it up. Especially with your car, uh, because it's an mm -hmm. it's an Audi, and so you have a lot of like, it's a it's a rare Audi too. So you kind of had that niche group where you know you can kind of connect with other, um, with other Audi drivers, right? Yeah, you can kind of like share your grievances and your and all the stress <laughs> that the cars have. But then you know once in a while you get this person's like, hey, I like your car, I'm gonna buy it off you. I'm like, <laughs> no. Well, what's a what, what's the highest someone's offered to buy it for? Well, it was first when I first got the car, so I was like, uh, no, because I just got this, and I have plans for it, but I think a guy offered me, like, a little over $6,500 for it. I'm like, I got this car for just about six, so sorry, bud. Yeah. But now now with, with these cars, uh, in the last year, they actually skyrocketed in price for some reason. I don't know what it is. I think they're just, like, realizing that it's a um, collector's car, kind of, sort of, now. Yeah. Because um, there's not many survivors, because a lot of these cars, you know, get tuned out out of the wazoo and they're making tons of horsepower and you blow up the engines and up oh, scrap it and people just don't get it but or they or they rusted out a long time ago because it is an older car like it's come it's 20 years old so yeah these the thing is though that b5s are pretty good about rust but once they sit they rot really really quickly yeah so it really depends on how you take care of the car and stuff but i think that for my car 
as is with everything done to it, even though modified doesn't really add to the value, but just as the car itself, it's I could I could probably get I'd probably get close I could probably get close to nine thousand for it. For so so from the from the time you got it five years ago to now, it's roughly gone up three thousand dollars. About um there are guys who have full stage three, which is like bigger injectors, which you know pumps puts the gas in the engine. Full stage three, so turbos, injectors, intercoolers, you name it, they've done it. And those cars can go for fifteen thousand dollars or so. Wow. There's a guy in Pennsylvania selling his. It's full stage three, so it's upgraded everything for power wise, making like four hundred horsepower or whatever. Has fifty thousand miles on it. He's selling it for twenty five thousand dollars. Oh my lord. Yeah, it's insane. Like, these cars, they're not depreciating. I think they stopped depreciating, and now they're appreciating a little bit. So, like, they're kind of on, like, the, the that graph line you always see in, like, stocks where they're going up and down, up and down, mm-hmm. and it just hit a spike all of a sudden. And I think that spike is going to go up a little bit longer, and then probably in the next year or two, maybe three, they'll just plateau, and they'll stay at that price. Especially if the cars are in good quality with kind mm-hmm. of, like, lower miles, like maybe 100, 150K. Mm-hmm. Because obviously once you get higher than that, it starts getting into dicey territory. Because I, I know that, like, foreign cars usually hold up pretty well, but, you know, even Volkswagen and Audis kind of take a hit once they yeah. get up to a couple hundred K, right? Like, isn't, like, 250K is kind of the limit? It really depends on the Volkswagen. It just depends on the engine, really, and who the previous owner slash owners were. If you take care of a car, it will last forever. But if you have someone who forgets to do one or two things, it'll eventually bite you in the butt down the road. My car being, you know, basically stock its entire life, it'll last, you know, a good chunk of time. Especially now that I'm not daily driving it anymore because I've got a daily, so I don't have to drive it in the winter and drive it every day. I can save it and have it for a little bit longer. It really depends on who has it before you and who beats snot out of it and who cherishes it and just cruises it around town kind of thing. Yeah. I see, like, antique cars from, like, the 50s and 60s being driven around by someone going to the package store. And I get if that's, like, your only car. I mean, maybe, you know, your your wife or your kids are using your other vehicles. Um, but I don't know if you should be taking, like, your, you know, 70-year-old car that's worth $200,000 and going down to the <laughs> store for a quick bite to eat, you know? This is a guy we watch. And we've been watching him pretty... We've been watching every episode when it comes out for the last two years or so. And he bought his dream car. It was a, like a 1980... Early 1980s uh, Porsche Targa 911. So essentially a convertible 911 Porsche. It, was, it wasn't running. It wasn't driving. I was sitting for 15 years. Not really rusted through, though. But the paint was kind of rough. He bought it. I want to say it was $10,000. Back in the day? No, like this year. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, not a not running car that's been sitting for years. Engine was bad. Everything was bad. Nothing was working. It was ba- basically a shell that he pretty much bought and worked from the ground up. He bought for ten thousand dollars. It was his dream car. He's been daily driving it for the past eight months, and he's um, he's like the guy you're talking about. Like you shouldn't be driving this every day, but you are. Like this should be brought to car shows and bring to like you know antique shows and like classic car meetups and all that stuff. It's like. I mean, some people, they just get their car, and they have their car, and they're like, I just want to drive it. I don't care if it's going to break down because I'm going to rebuild it. Really like a mindset kind of thing. Like, hey, like, this is my favorite car I've ever had, and I've always wanted. Do I 
keep it for a super, super long time and drive it once in a while? Or do I just drive it every day and love it? That's why I envy houses that have, like, multi-car garages where you, you oh, can yeah. just park your, your little dude right in there and just leave it for whenever you want. And it really mm-hmm. doesn't take up too much room out of your daily life or your storage. But then once yeah. you start getting into kind of you know more regular houses maybe you have a garage maybe you don't like it's really hard to find space to park your third or fourth or fifth car depending if you're a, yeah. a really big car collector it really depends on like like is did the house you buy have a garage or are you going to keep adding to the garage kind of thing and also it could be the situation of once you get too many cars do you really drive them all like do you really spend time in every car every year like sometimes like cars get pushed to the back and they're not touched for years on end it's like hey you're not driving this car you could sell to someone who would appreciate it and drive it like you drive your you know your favorite two out of your six seven plus cars or whatever i feel like if you have that many cars you're not worried about money so you can definitely hang on to it for a bit (laughs) i mean yeah but at the same time it's like this car is just chilling it's just sitting here doing it's collecting it's a dust bunny that's all it's doing i'm like at that point, I'm like, you should either drive it or you should do something to it or give to someone who will drive it. I don't know. That's just me. Like, if you have, like, seven cars and you barely drive them, like, you should not have seven cars. I don't know. I, I can't speak too much on that. We're, we're surviving with two right now, and uh, th- that's about all we have. Oh, also, uh, we have a motorcycle, too. Um, oh. It's a Suzuki Boulevard S40. Um, I want to say it's 150cc. So that's I, I I think I might it might be a hundred cc I I have to ask Maya about that but it is her bike I do not ride motorcycles nor do I have any knowledge on such, um so I am the beta male here where I'm one of those people that because like people ask me at work they're like oh yeah you know do you ever take rides on your wife's motorcycle and I'm like well I I rode it once. <laughs> it's like a, have you ever like have you been, ever been on like do you mean like on the back of it while she drives? Yeah. Yeah, I've never driven it myself, and I've ridden it once. It was not really for me. I get, it's I get too anxious on it, and you know, obviously, like I trust her driving, and she used it herself for work for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and she also used to ride motorcycle back in Brazil, and like she got her, her permit here and everything like that. So, so she's good, but you know, it's it's not for me. Um, but we are trying to sell that right now because now we have uh, a second car for her to use. Mm-hmm. And you really can't use a motorcycle in the winter time. Not really. Yeah, we've had it unless for... you're unless you're asking for like a death wish in the snow. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. No, probably not. Um, but we've had that we've had that bike for two winters now, and it's just kind of gotten to that point where it's uh, it's kind of expensive to keep it for like insurance purposes, and you know now that we have another car, mm-hmm. we don't really need it anymore. Um, so we've been trying to sell it for a bit, but. Uh, if if you if you listeners know anyone in the Pittsburgh Pennsylvania area looking to buy your motorcycle, <laughs> at, as of January sixth, twenty twenty two, it is up for sale. <laughs> there is a, I got the exact name of them, but they're really small little little bikes. Um, they're Hondas. I think they make only like eighty eighty to hundred cc. It's not a whole lot. But they're like these small, it's like mini dirt, like smaller, they're like small little, they're like mini motorcycle slash dirt bikes. Yeah, it's a, only, it's a, it's a dirt bike. I think, I think, uh, I found what you're talking about. Is it's, it... I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the mini bike though, cause they can go up to like 65 miles an hour and you can register them and stuff. 
Is it a CRF? No. I don't I don't know. Alright, that's I don't a, know. That's I was, an ADCC one. I was talking talking with my buddy Joey at work and he says that you can get these little bikes and you can just like cruise around them like all day long and like never get bored because they're not fast. You can't re you can get hurt obviously, but it's not like dangerous kind of hurt, like scary bad. You know, going like a hundred miles an hour on the highway. It's like you can go fifty five, you'll get some really bad road rash kind of thing. But yeah. like if I ever got some sort of bike, it'd probably be something small and fun kind of like that. I would never get like a full blown, you know, Harley or full on cruiser bike or anything like that because they're expensive and I don't want to deal with. I feel like, and, and for a lot of people too, they're definitely more fun to use, uh, like on terrain and going up and down hills and around yeah. curves and stuff. Yeah, it's different because you're in the city, so it's like all city streets and whatnot for the majority of the time. Because you probably have to travel a little bit to get out of the city. Whereas I can drive, I can drive three miles, not even three miles, like a mile down the road, and boom, like wilderness, back roads and country. I mean, there, you can get to. I mean, I don't know if there's any bike trails where you can use a dirt bike within reasonable distance i think everything's mostly privately owned because it's all like farmers and rednecks yeah um, i mean but, there's but you, one hmm? i was just, um you can get outside the city limits pretty quickly like within 20 minutes um but it's just a matter of finding a field true there are trails they're hidden i don't know where they are but i've seen them where there's like full blown like dirt bike and ATV trails around, and I know there's one I saw these guys down in Connecticut where they have like, I want to say like 150 acres of just trails in the woods. I'm like, oh, that would be so much fun, just like going out there with like five other people and just like riding around, just goofing off and going on trails and around corners and through mud pits and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, just zooming, just getting absolutely filthy. <laughs> Honestly, I would I would 100% do that for, like, all day long, every day, if I could. Like, I would I would just never stop having fun. I would just be like, all day, every I'm like, oh, ah! <laughs> just really want to do that. <laughs> uh, maybe one day, you know, you can sink your paws into that. Just buy, like, I mean, because dirt bikes are not super expensive comparatively. No, they're really not. Um, especially if you, you know, you live up in New Hampshire, so you can probably buy one off of a hick for a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I just bought a third car with my wife. We just got a third car, like I mentioned earlier, the Subaru, super first gen Subaru Forester. So it's my opinion is it's the best Forester because it is a toaster. You can probably look at a picture. It's a 2000. It's a box. I love it. It's a big old box. Does it have big a big old box? Does it have good storage space? Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's great. So much room. It's like a SUV but small. Like you took like Honey I Shrunk the Kids to like an SUV and went just a little bit to it. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Christine has a uh, 2012 Impreza Sport hatchback, which is pretty sick. It, it's it's kind of similar to the Forester where it has like the basically the same engine. It's a two liter engine instead of 2.5, so it has like a more. We modified our all our cars, so whoopie do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, her car is a two liter engine so it's a little bit smaller of an engine but it makes about the same power and it's it's not as loud as the forester but i personally like the note better because it's a much deeper rumbly note to it all right now, you, now you're getting all nerdy on me where you're talking about like <laughs> oh the deep roar with this kind of engine okay 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 i'll stop i'll stop i'll just say i really like her car really i the my personal wasn't a big fan of her look of car, like that model of Impreza, but I've grown to really like it. You know, having her now own it for over two years now, I've really grown to like it a lot. And same thing with the Forester. I've grown to appreciate it a lot more because they're not the first generation of Forester. They're not around anymore. They're all rotted, rusted away in someone's backyard or in a 
a scrapyard or junkyard or something. So, so I'm glad so I found a first. There's, there's not too many like decent ones left. They're all. Oh no, no. The, the for the first generation, good luck finding one because I've seen two pop up in the last eight months. Okay, gotcha. And the other and the other one was very rusty. So when we found this one on the on Craigslist for a good price, I'm like. Yoink! I'm we're Christine. We're going tomorrow. We're going to look at this car. It's an hour and a half away, but we're going to go look at it. She's like, <laughs> "Okay, let's go. Let's go." I'm like, "Yes, Subaru, Subaru." <laughs> uh, Christine's the best. She just she's just down. She's like, "Yeah, we can, I, we can go drive." <laughs> I am so thankful for her. I'm I'm so excited that she likes cars a bunch. Like, I've, not as much as me, but she still appreciates them and loves them quite a lot and knows when something's modified and whatnot so i'm like yes she understands she's not going around telling people well you see here with that engine uh, it's actually it actually costs this much money but the horsepower is decent and it makes see how it makes that low rumble you know when it revs up that's how you can tell it's a blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, and, and you would be surprised how much she's learned since we've been married i need to talk to her about that kind of she's stuff doing that oh, she's doing that a little bit more and i'm uh, she's doing a little bit more <laughs> I think it's really cute. I'm like, yes, you're saying car stuff. I love you. <laughs> uh, Luke, is there anything else that you want to end on for car stuff or anything else you want to touch on? Real um, quick? I think for car stuff, I think what it really comes down to is if you're in any sort of, even if you have a bone stock car and you're just trying to find information, finding a group that on Facebook or Instagram that has the same car as you, join it and that's where you can learn a lot of info and ask questions and there's always people to help um so even if you're not into modifying you can still join a group and be like hello i have this i need help thank you or you can just chill out not ask questions just read posts and learn information or do what i do and take screenshots of conversations just so i have it on my phone in case something like that happens or if something is currently happening and there's communities everywhere like it doesn't matter if you're in the the backwoods somewhere or you feel like you're in the backwoods or if you're in a crazy city like new york city where everything's cramped and there's not a lot of car stuff happening just because of the space there's always people around you that are passionate about cars and there's definitely meetups so if you yeah. have, if you have a cool car and you feel like that hey i'm not part of a community i'm just kind of doing my own thing with my own friends that might be enough but also okay. if you if you want get involved in the larger community yep. It's one thing to be part of your own little thing with your friends. It's another thing to branch out and meet other people in different places and, you know, build connections. Like, I know people from across New England. I know quite a few people. Most of my, I've met a, quite a few of them. I haven't met all of them yet, but I've come in contact with a lot of them and met up and be like, ah, it's you. Ah, you're the guy with that car. Yeah, you're the guy with that car kind of thing. It's, 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 all, it's awesome to see on social media, too, where oh, yeah. you post pictures of your car online and people of your community will see it and comment on it. And that's how you get to know a lot of people, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, you just talk with them online, send a couple DMs, and then you're like, hey, are you going to this meetup? Yeah, I'll be there next week. Yeah. And then you kind of, yep. yeah, that's, how, that's what you said. You kind of meet them up and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's also, it's the weirdest thing is meeting someone for the first time. And you're like, wait, is that you? Well, you're that guy. Oh yeah, oh, you have that car. Yeah. I think that's always the weirdest thing. That happened to me this past year in New Hampshire when I met a guy with a B5 sedan, and I'm like, "Wait, is that you? Are you is, Jake? Is that you?" He's like, "Wait, you're Luke. You have the wagon, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Dude, I want to see your wagon." Which is like ran over to the <laughs> wagon. I showed him, and I went to his car, and he showed me his car. It was really, it was really funny. But R.I.P. to him. He moved to Florida. 
it, it's it's always uh, awesome to like share a passion with someone and kind of oh, yeah. like and bond over that thing um mm-hmm. you know recently for me and maya uh, not recently but when we first got married we watched harry potter on our honeymoon and that was the first time i'd ever seen it so wait you watched harry potter on your honeymoon uh yeah we watched the whole series actually you know what's funny is that the last three movies were on tv when we were on our honeymoon that's crazy that's funny hey well you know the you know fate brought us together in some way (laughs) (laughs) um but there was that and then um She's a really big Super Mario fan, uh, and that, that's kind of worn off on me a little bit, as you can kind of tell by our title. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have a original um, Super Nintendo system with the original Ooh. cartridge. And, uh, and Maya got that from one of her previous bosses. And so Very cool. It was actually hers growing up, and then she passed it on to Maya oh it's so cool so cool and i I think we have donkey kong country returns too dude like those you don't see you don't see those games anymore like anywhere like i like classic cartridge and classic console you don't see that anymore like ever there's actually a store um i I think it's a chain store but it's called the exchange um yeah it's uh it's like all these used vinyl records video games from huh. from all over history like you can get original atari games there uh like the, the big old cartridges um and a lot of like upgrades too like plug and play guns for old systems or even newer systems like with the xbox there's a lot of like peripherals that are really rare but anyway the point is like, you can still find like the original super mario bros games there but they're like 60 dollars <laughs> mm. but yeah no we have the original cartridges for those and so that's one of the games that she's most passionate about and she's actually really good at Super Mario. Like, it's crazy. And I, I, I suck. I die all the time. And she always has to go back to, like, one of the previous worlds to collect lives. She, yeah. She, she's yeah. done that cheat so many times. Of like, oh, yeah, I've I done, can just stay yeah. here and get ten lives at once. I did, I did that, too, especially playing on the DS version. I would just, you know, stack up on lives to get 99 lives and go finish the last world and just plow through it and do what I can. There's also um, a certain extra level where if you find a secret room in one of the levels you kind of unlock this bonus level and you can you can consistently get i want to say fire flower and or the foxtail Mm -hmm. so you can you can have either one of those depending on which one you prefer but the foxtail one is especially good because you can glide and spin Mm -hmm. spin enemies away and everything so she she knows like all the the tiny secrets for that game which is really really cool well, next time you guys come up, we have a few Mario games to if we can all play. We can have a fun time, and we can, we can have, have fun. fun. We, can, we can have fun. We can play the games. We can play the games. And we can, and we can play them. On the games console. The game. That would be the funnest. That would be fun game. I like game. <laughs> Is it uh, Mario Party? It's- yeah, Mario Party, Mario Kart, and I'm not sure if she, she... I don't know if she has the new Super Mario Bros. that came out like a year or two ago. I don't. I can't remember. I definitely want to play um, Mario Party and kind of hopefully make fun. that a video. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Like that, like I've seen a few people play it, like Achievement Hunter and stuff, and it, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. I have a, yeah. ca- I have a capture card now, and it does work with video game consoles, so if we can somehow get your computer in the same general location as us playing i can kind of 
plug that into your computer and the switch or whatever we're playing it on mm. and, and it can be like a mega like two not not two but like one terabyte file it might work because there's a tv in the gaming room so we could probably hook it up in the gaming room okay I, we might be able to do that we might be might i'm not saying it will happen but it might happen yeah we can definitely experiment whenever we come down to visit which might be only a couple weeks away we're hopefully we're Stuff got postponed and moved because New Year's Eve never happened. I think we just skipped it because uh, everyone forgot about New Year's. <laughs> and I hope you guys uh, come up soon because I want to show you around New Hampshire and show you the house. And then you'll stay here forever. And you'll be here forever. And, and we'll forever, never leave. <laughs> and never leave. And never go. And stay here. Well, let's just, let's just say real briefly that the reason why the New Year's stuff didn't happen and we didn't do a live podcast when we're all together. It's because of the politicians. Well, I mean... <laughs> well! <laughs> no, it, it, it's because we're currently on March 632nd of 2020. And it's great. Love it. <laughs> Love it. We will be there soon. We will play games together. We yep. will have a podcast. We will be doing all sorts of fun gaming videos, which... We'll be up on my YouTube channel, which is Netherfire Studios on YouTube. Check it out. We got a lot of content on there for video games and otherwise, especially with Luke and Christine and Hello. my family. Uh, I want to say we just had a Fibbage video come out uh, either yesterday or today. And upcoming, we have some Among Us gameplay. Among But the good content, the really, really good stuff is actually the Halo multiplayer. So please check that out. Halo multiplayer is pretty good. Even though it's just one person's perspective, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's really, like, I really haven't dipped my toes into multi-track editing yet. And also, like, yeah, you guys yeah. don't have recording software. Um, yeah, it'll get, it'll get, you, you, yeah, that takes a lot of time and effort to do mul multiple people and linking all that up and stuff. Yeah, the audio especially is crazy. Like, I can barely mm -hmm. do the audio for the podcast, let alone trying to do that with a video game and meshing yeah. everyone together. <laughs> But it'll one, be hard one day. I think I'll, I'll get around to it. Like I have Adobe Premiere, so I'm trying to get used to that and see how that all works. Mm -hmm. I used a little Down bit. The road. I used a little bit of it back in college, but it's all worn off. So I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. Time to scrape off that rusty skin and time to crack those knuckles and hunker down. We just passed the hour mark. That's on she back. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably about like 10 minutes of this i can cut out which is pretty pretty good but it's definitely yeah, when, be a longer oh, episode. I, oh oh i thought you're gonna say we're gonna have 10 minutes of usable audio um. <laughs> that too <laughs> i can make it 10 minutes of usable audio <laughs> just cut everything out just do the intro and the outro <laughs> no, the intro the sponsor and the outro perfect comedy <laughs> podcast like, great, great podcast <laughs> honestly i'd listen to it <laughs> it's a quick one just see five minutes awesome yeah it's like a, you know, it's a, it's like a in and out, just like your mom. Oh, got him! <laughs> Dang, there's a. There's... I'll do a good in and out. Bye, mom. <laughs> My mom. My mom. There's an ad I saw um a little while ago where it was like these two guys like broken down on the side of the road, uh, and their cars all busted or whatever, and like um an Amish person rolls up in his cart and buggy. And he's like, your boys need a hand? And they're like, yeah. So they hop on. And, you know, they're kind of, like, galloping along in peace. And the guys ask the Amish person, they're like, so, uh, 
what's it like living without technology? And the Amish guy's like, well, it's pretty good, I guess. I just get pictures of your mom through the mail. They're like, dang, sick burn, son. That's funny. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up and uh, and peace out. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching if you're on the YouTube version of the show. Be sure to please subscribe, comment with what you like, what you want to see in the future, and, and just... what you and what you don't like. Because if you don't want to hear something, we might just keep on saying what you don't like. Yeah, you tell us like, hey. We don't like those really intensely funny sponsored bits because I'm not as funny as that, so I don't want to listen to it. We will tell you, <laughs> no, screw you. Those are the best moments of the show, so no. Uh, Feel free to comment that anyway. <laughs> do what you want. It just depends if you want to listen. And if you don't want to listen, hey, you're already listening, so we got gotcha. you. So, Luke, I was making breakfast the other day, and mm -hmm. uh, I was I didn't really know what I was doing, but... I walked out of the room and I didn't really know what I put in the pot, but can you can you kind of go in the other room and see what's? Hold on, give me. Hold on, let me see. Hold on. You smell bacon. That was pretty sexy. My throat. Gollum. Oh, man. That, my throat did not like that. Me trying I'm, trying to... To be cor I'm trying to be corpse from Among Us. <laughs> Me trying to whisper in my girl's ear and be like... <laughs> <laughs> Me trying to be romantic like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boing. Boing.